2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15. And worship him. Ha. Come on, go for it. Play it, man. Come on. forgetting about yourself. One of the master keys for worship is forgetting all about yourself. Forget about what you're going through. Forget about what you're dealing with. Forget about the problems. You know, most of the music that's out there today, I hate it. Gospel music. Because most times, what they're calling praise and worship is really about them. It's in the soul. And that's why there's no anointing on it. There's no, you know what I'm talking about? When you watch this stuff on YouTube, it's just living. Because many times they're not forgetting about themselves. It's all about what God is going to do for me. But I'm going through, but I'm going to still praise you, God. Don't mention that you're going through. Don't even mention that. You're not, gonna, you're not telling God some breaking news. He knows. He knew it before it hit. You got to forget about yourself completely, totally. Just concentrate on him. His greatness, his goodness, his majesty, his splendor, his brilliance, his beauty, his power, his wisdom, his ability, his grace. <laughs> when you really want to enter into his presence, that's how you enter in. You have to leave the flesh, check the flesh at the door. You check the flesh at the door and you can enter in, into his presence. That's where he wants us to be in his presence. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15. You have it? All right, let's all read that together. Ready, read. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Again, verse 14 says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. We're going to continue today the message from Wednesday night to be continued. To be continued. Let's, let's do our declaration, media. I want to revisit that for all of us. All right, let's declare. Come on. I will come to visions and revelations of who you are. Pour your spirit upon me and make known your words unto me. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So shall I talk of your wondrous works. Open up my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened. That I may know what is the hope of your calling. Show me, Father God, great and mighty things that I know not of. In Jesus' name. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, two Sundays ago, we taught on this uh, message we were preparing for our uh, Victor Week, our fall faith meeting. And I taught you on a message entitled, How to Get the Most Out of the Word of God. Remember that. In other words, how to make uh, revelation a reality. When God gives us great re revelation, and we are, I, I believe we are, we are uh, overwhelmingly blessed in this house to have a high level consistently of revelation in this house. When I say that, I'm talking about, I'm going beyond myself, I'm going beyond Pastor Kim, I'm going beyond uh, Apostle Durbin and Mama Bird. I'm going into those people who are sitting right here who they get up behind this podium and they preach and teach. Or those who are in those classes on Sunday mornings, this house has abounding revelation in it, and uh, we are tremendously blessed. But revelation isn't meant to just be, you know, good news or good revelation to you. It's meant to become a reality in our lives. Anything God reveals, the Bible says the secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed, y'all know it? I'll give it to you. The secret things belong to God. Come on, just this makes sense. But the things that are revealed belong to man, to us. Got it? So anything God reveals belongs to you. So it's not just for you to be like, wow, isn't that great? I know that now. No, it's yours. If he reveals it, it's yours. Tell your neighbor, it's yours. Glory to God. So revelation is meant to, to become a reality in our lives, all right? So um, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, we look at this scripture here. I'm going to do a quick review. I'm going to try to uh, move quickly this morning uh, to get through, you know, time. I almost just re-preached Wednesday night's message straight up. Some of y'all fell asleep right about 8-ish. <laughs> 8.35, that sleep demon was right on up in here. But it says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is living and powerful. Living and powerful. Living and powerful. Your word, your Bible, uh, what's in it is living and powerful. Yes, Glory to God. I know it's powerful and living because of what it's done in my own life. I can testify about what the word of God has produced. I am what I am because of the grace of God and because the, his grace upon my life through the word of God. 
Without the word of God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't have anything. Neither would you. I know you're smart, intelligent, all that kind of good looking, right? But you wouldn't be anything without the word of God. And it, whatever you have achieved without the word of God so far is nothing compared to what you're going to achieve with the word of God. You got it? All right. So uh, Hebrews 4.12 says it's living and powerful. Amplified says, uses these two words for us. Uh, it says energizing and effective. They'll get on, on the screen for you here. The word of God is living and powerful, New King James. And, but then Amplified says it's, it's uh, energizing, verse 12, here you go. It's energizing and effective. Y'all see that? Yes, sir. Make it it's active, operative, energizing, and effective. Okay? So that word effective, give the, give the definition of that for us, media, please. The word of God is effective, which means uh, from the dictionary, it's successful in producing a desired result. Now, I just want to pause and throw this plug in there. I'm, this, is, this isn't about the word. This is just about our media team. Uh, they work hard and they do a great job. And uh, I think we ought to be very thankful to them. Uh, they take these little screenshots right here and they put them in the church group meeting. And that's a, that's a big deal. That's very uh, great help. A lot of churches don't have that. So you ought to be very, very thankful that we have an active and operative, energizing and effective ministry media team. Amen. All right, so it's, the word of God is effective. We're about to say effective. So in other words, it's successful in producing a desired result, but that's only if you use it. Just like I heard someone say, Pastor Kim mentioned it, uh, Elder Jeff uh, mentioned that thing. Congratulations to Elder Jeff and Elder Laquanda and also Elder uh, Ro Rashawn for being ordained last week too. Wonderful, wonderful. Praise God. But they mention that a seed, as long as that seed is in the, is in the pack, it doesn't produce anything. So the word of God, as long as it st just stays in your Bible, it won't produce anything. The word of God must get down into your heart in order for it to produce something. Amen? All right. So it's energizing. It's effective. It'll produce a desired result if you get it in your heart and you keep working that word. The word of God is powerful. Go to uh, Isaiah 61. Amp uh, media has to do this. Isaiah 61, verse 11, uh, Amplified Bible. Isaiah 61, verse 11, Amplified Bible says this. Watch this. Look on the screen. For as surely as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes, this is what, what they just taught us, causes what is sown in it to spring forth, so surely the Lord God will cause rightness, and justice and praise that's coming from you to spring forth before all nations. Everybody is going to see it. Everybody's going to know what God does in your life. Through the self-fulfilling power of the word, of his word. So God's word has self-fulfilling power in it. You got it? In other words, you don't have to add any other ingredient to the word of God. The only thing you have to add to the word of God is your faith. Remember the Bible talks about that over in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 4 also, that, that same chapter we were in, about how those people, how they, um, they did not get any profit. Man, let's just turn to it. We're in Hebrews 4, right? I'm a, I move quickly, but y'all just look here with me. Hebrews 4, because it says it point blank. Hebrews 4. And uh, verse 2, 
Are you there? For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. All right? So here's the us side. And here's the them side. Or you want, should I switch it? Okay, this is the us side. This is the them side. So, well, I'm just giving you a heads up. The us is, is the ones who got it. So, okay, so this is the us. The whole thing is the us side. Okay. All right, all right. So the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they, that's the them, heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So you hear the same word, whether you us or them, or us or them, but only some take the time to mix their faith with that word. No, that's the only thing you got to mix with it. Don't add other words. And where many people get in trouble in this Christian walk is that they hear the word, but they keep adding or listening to other words. And when you mix the seed, you're going to corrupt your ground, your crop. That's what the book of Leviticus talks about. I believe that is Leviticus talks about not mixing your uh, different seeds in the same field because you corrupt both crops. So you don't, if, in, other words, in other words, if you're going to mix the word of God and what, it, what it's going to produce with what the world says and what it will produce, you're not going to get a, pop, a great result out of the world or the word. I'm going to just put it in plain language. All right, so I'm just, let's, talk, let's talk about, for example, money. And everybody's, don't, don't get nervous when I talk about this, money and a debt, thing like that. If you're going to do it the debt way, and really just go whole hog on it. You, you, you have to just go whole hog with it. Just, just go that route and don't try to do this side. Because what happens if you, if you do that and then try to do this side, it's going to corrupt that side. In other words, you'll, 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 you'll only be able to finance to a certain amount. It only, it, there's a limitation to it. Now, again, no sin, no condemnation with that because you got everybody's faith has to rise. You understand that? But so if you're going to do this side with the word, then don't try to do that side too. Because that side is going to corrupt this. That's why I said you don't mix two different seeds in the same ground. I better get back on that. I shouldn't have said that. Us or them? I'm not sure. Let's go back to that part, y'all. Us, them. Okay. Let's go back on that. Okay. All right. I'm one of us. Jesus. So you have to mix the uh, faith with the word of God. That's it. You got it? That's the point I'm making. All right. Now, so the word is powerful. So just, just for review, we're going to test you. I gave you three Ways to get the most out of the word of God. Three things you needed. Number one was what? Good. Number two? That's how y'all sound. Number one was be attentive. Number two was? Number three? All right. Well, that was a bonus. That was a bonus. That was a bonus. Bonus, you seal it. Amen. 
you know, sealing is kind of like, uh, just because just I wasn't going to bring it up, but y'all said it. You can, you can, uh, I'm going I'm to use the ladies. I got two ladies over here. Um, you can get your nails done, right? Paint. Paint it, right? But then I learned that I was a cosmetologist. There's something called a top coat. Put on top of it, makes it last. Not forever, but just to the, to the next time you go back to the, right? That top coat so it won't chip. The, the, it, the top coat is to seal it. So that bonus point about sealing the word with your seed, that was to make it last. Us? All right. All right, go to James chapter 1, please. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Praise God. James 1, verse 22 through 25. Because we saw here on Wednesday night, we got stuck here for a little bit, a formula for success. Because this is what has to happen if we're going to get that desired result out of the word of God. The word of God is effective. It'll produce, uh, successful in producing a desired result. Okay, but James 1, let me turn to it. Oh, man, come on. You got it on the screen? Good. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So if you're going to uh, not do the word, just hear it, you're going to deceive yourself. You're going to trick yourself out of it. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a what? He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. He'll, he'll immediately forget. So if you don't, that's why we said apply immediately. Because if you don't apply immediately, you're going away from the word, you'll immediately forget. When you get out of here today, when, every time the Lord releases us out of here today, when you leave, if you don't immediately apply what you receive, you're going to forget it immediately. Even if, if I were to pull on my ear and praise, you know, like they're doing it all over America today. Preachers put it on their ears and pulling up their, you know, jacking their pants up and, and walking on pews and all that kind of stuff like that. And they go home, man, Ralph preached. What did he say? I don't know, but Ralph preached. Because you don't just remember if you don't apply anything. You got it? Okay, so I don't want you just... You know, I don't have time to be doing all that. We, well, let's, let's, we're trying to get some desired results. Right? So you have to be a hearer and a doer and not forget what, you, what kind of man you were. Verse 25, watch this. But he who looks into the what? That's the word of God again. And continues in it. Continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the, of the what? Now, he's been talking so far about word. Now he says work. Then he says this one will be blessed in what he does. So we saw Wednesday night, there were four things that, that are critical to you and I being successful. Number one was hear the word. Number two, look into it. Number three, continue in it. Number four, do the work. You got to do the work. Glory to God. Are y'all listening? So I got to hear the word. Everybody say hear the word. This is what you're doing right now. Now, when it says here, it doesn't just mean, you know, these auditory lobes here hanging on the side of your head, talking about really hearing. 
In, in the Hebrew, it's the word shama, which means hear with the intent to obey. Hear with the intent to obey. So I'm not just hearing like, you know, it's like passive noise while I'm, while I'm on Facebook. That's why um, all the online watchers at home who are here right now, I'm not talking about next week, I'm talking about when you should be here right now. Oh, I'm paying attention. It's, 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 it's difficult. Because you're cooking at the same time. You're flipping between a football game at the same time. You know, you're running back and forth to the bathroom. You probably didn't even wash your face yet. So, you know what I'm saying? So, hearing is not just I got it playing in the background. I'm listening. Intently listen to the word of God. So, I hear it. Then, we, we saw, number two was what again? Say it again. Look into it. Look into it. Now, that word, look, I want to give you that from the, from the Greek. I checked it out online again. Now, I'm not Greek. Paracupto. Paracupto. Say it. Paracupto. Good. It means to stoop and look into. Metaphorically, it means to look carefully into, to inspect curiously. Peter and John, after Jesus died on the cross, got word from uh, Mary that Jesus had risen. Peter and John ran down to the uh, tomb, and John kind of sat back. <laughs> but Peter looked into it. He stooped. Let me look into it. I want to see. I heard, but I want to look into it. I want to see. And so when you hear the word of God, you can't just let, passively let it just in one ear or the other. Or even, even use your head knowledge. Okay, I know it. Because you're smart and you understand grammar. You understand you know, pronunciation. You understand you know, all these different English skills. I'm talking about you have to now go home and look into it. Okay. I'm going to go on this side. You have to go and, and look into it. You got you to go look into it. You got to go investigate. You got to in, inspect it curiously. In other words, when you're reading Proverbs every day, I don't just read and, well, I cover chapter two, chapter three. No, I see a little one above that number, above that word. What, what does that mean? I see a little A or a little B beside that word. What does that mean? See, if I just blow right by that, or a word, you know, I see a word that we don't use in our everyday vernacular. Well, if I just, well, but I finish reading, though. Well, great, let's check off your, your list here. You're not going to get any results out of that. I'm maybe about to go back to the back. You're not going to get any results out of that. You have to be able to, you have to inspect it curiously. Curiosity. Yes. Curiosity. What does that mean, Lord? Ask questions. And then Holy Ghost, explain to me what you're saying in that. So we get results. All right. It's going over well like Wednesday. So we're going to um, hear the word, look into it. Then this next part, which is critical here. Continue in it. 
continue in it. What does continue mean? Keep going. Keep going. I'll show you this here in a minute. And then it says, I'll come back to continue. And then do the work. I told you there's always going to be some work involved in the word. Whenever you see the word, it's going to, the word of God should challenge you to do something. Whether it's the preached word or the written word, it's going to challenge you to do something. Many times today, one of the faults in, our, in, in, the, in the church overall is that much of the word doesn't challenge people to do anything. Much of the word just excuses people's stuff. The preacher just excuses. It ain't your fault. It's your, you got haters and all that kind of stuff. It ain't your haters. It's you. It's not your haters. It's you. Well, it's my mama's fault. It ain't your mama's issue. It's my husband. It's my wife's fault. It ain't their fault. It's you. It's, it's the man, because the man's trying to hold us back. It ain't the man. It's you. It ain't the man. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So, so um, you have to look at the word of God. Okay, how, in what way, Lord, are you challenging me through this word? Because when you challenge me, now there's a work I have to do. You got it? Now, I got to correct something I said uh, here Wednesday night. I told you, I gave you an example of this when it says in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. And I hollered out with my Greek-speaking self, lambano. And that, it wasn't lambano. It wasn't lambano. It's the Greek word echo. 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 So, uh, lambano, I told you, means a take, but I had to write this down because I had to make sure the Holy Ghost wouldn't let me just... Leave y'all out there with bad information. Now, if y'all looked into it, you would already known this. If you looked into it, you already known Pastor was wrong about that. Was wrong. <laughs> One time, Sister Annie corrected me on something. I was I was quoting about healing scripture. By by stripes we're healed. I kept saying second. I was saying that's not kept saying Second Peter two twenty four. Sister Annie sent me a little text later on. Pastor, it's First Peter two. She looked into it. All right, anyway. But it's, it wasn't uh, Lambano, it's echo, which means to have, to hold, to own, to possess. Mark eleven twenty two. So have, hold, own, possess the God kind of faith. Or we could just preach it like this, Elder Jeff. We should echo God's faith. Our faith should echo God's faith. You know, if I if I shout, hey, the echo sounds just like my voice. So God's faith should be echoed by our faith. Our faith is no different than God's faith. Let's see if us will get that over here. Our faith shouldn't should echo God's faith. It should be our faith is no different than God's faith. Got it? So we stand, I stand corrected. All right. Now, so looking into it, continuing in the word of God. So I want to show you today, write this down, or they'll put it on the screen for you. True lasting success in life is directly tied to doing God's word. So we're hearing the word, looking into the word, continuing in the word, and doing the work. So true success is tied to doing God's word, not knowing God's word. Knowing God's word doesn't give you anything but puff. Knowledge puffs up, the Bible says. So just knowing it doesn't get you results. It's not the word you know, it's the word you do. 
Can you help me real quick? Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor. neighbor. It's not the word you know. It's the word you do. Because here's the truth. I don't know all the word. I better come over here to them. I don't know all the word. But what I do is getting awesome results in my life. Now I know some of y'all Bible scholars, you've been to Bible school and seminary, and you know the Bible from back, back to front, Genesis to Revelation, you know all the Hebrew, all the Greek, you know all the etymology, you know all the anthropology, you know all the eschatology, you know all the, all the everything, you know everything about the word, you know, I don't know all that, but what I know and what I do is getting some awesome results in my life. Anybody else like me, you don't know all the word? You, are, you need to preach the whole counsel of God. I don't know the whole counsel of God. Let me know when you find out the whole counsel of God. But what I, what I know, I'm going to preach it and I'm going to do it. And it's going to get results in my life over and over again. If you do the same thing, it'll get results in your life. Guaranteed. You know how you watch these TV commercials and they, they advertise some product, some program, and at the end, little bottom they had a little small ten letters, results are not typical? That ain't in the word. There's nothing in the word that says results are not typical. In the word it says that God is no respect of persons. It says in the word God shows no partiality. says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It didn't say there as well, you know, results not typical. Yeah, you might be too bad off. You might be too sick. You might be too much in debt. You might have too much poverty. Your marriage might be too bad. You know, nothing like that. Your child too far out there. It ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Results are typical. Guaranteed. If, that's the difference between us and them, If you mix faith with the word, you're going to get the, the typical results. Now, the only thing that's atypical is whether you're getting 30, 60, or 100 fold. But you're going to get something. Tell you that, you're going to get something. All right, let's, let's go to scripture real quick. In fact, they're going to put it on the screen for me, so y'all write this down. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3 in the easy-to-read version. Because I, I said to you, true lasting success in life is directly tied to doing God's word. Now, here's a scripture. I know you all know it, but let's put our eyes on it in this version. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3 in the easy-to-read version says this. Great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice. Number one. Who don't live like sinners. Y'all didn't say nothing on that. Who don't live like sinners. It didn't say don't do aren't sinners. He said don't live like sinners. So stop living like the sinners live. Got it? Okay. And number three, who don't join those who make fun of God. So if they're going pick, to pick on and make fun of your God, don't join in with them. Don't, don't pay to watch their movies and they're going to make fun of your God. Don't watch their television programs and give them good Nielsen ratings when they're making fun of your God. All right, now let's flip this script here, verse 2. Verse 2. 
Instead, they love the Lord's teachings. And think about them. How many of y'all love the Lord's teachings? I love his teachings. I love the word of God. I kiss it every once in a while. This is my Facebook. My face is in that book. I give God morning Instagrams. Huh? It was a little different. I can keep going. He tweets me every day too. It's called the Holy Spirit. He directs message me every day. I love the Lord's teachings and think about them day and night. Now watch verse 3. So they grow strong like a tree planted by a stream, a tree that produces fruit when it should. When it should, not prematurely. You're going to produce some fruit. I said you're going to produce some fruit when you, when you should. I don't have no fruit. Just hold on, baby. You're going to produce some fruit when you should. It's coming. Just hit your neighbor in the arm and tell him it's coming. When it should. In its season. Not before time. When your maturity, when your character is able to handle it. In nature, you don't see a thousand oranges on a little orange stalk like that. Little, it'll, it'll stop it. Too much fruit will break that little thing. So if you're going to see a thousand oranges, the tree got to be big enough to handle it. So your character has to get big enough to sustain the level of fruit God is bringing into your life. I'm telling you, major fruit is about to come into your life and God has been spending this time getting you ready, getting your character ready, getting your maturity ready, getting your spirit ready, getting your soul ready. High five somebody tell them major fruit, major fruit. When it should and has, watch this, now this don't make no sense to our natural, has leaves that never fall. Leaves that never fall. He said leaves that never fall. Now, in our natural, we like, no. Leaves have to fall. But what you understand, one thing about a leaf is that a leaf is, is part of God's systematic way how the tree stays sustained. The photosynthesis happens through the leaves. Am I right about it? I've been out of school 30 plus years. Let's see, maybe 89, 90, yeah. 30 plus years I've been out of school. Now, my last year of high school, I did take earth science because you needed a science to graduate. So I said, give me the easiest one you got. No, I don't need no physiology and then that, and I don't need none of that stuff. I just give me earth science. Let me go put my hands in some dirt. I'm just going to keep it straight up with y'all. Glory to God. But I at least know that. that. The leaves are needed for it to continue to receive the photosynthetic process. Got it? Okay. Photons through the leaves. So its leaves never fall. So even if, if you've already picked all the fruit off the tree, 
the leaves are still there so the tree will reproduce over and over and over again. Secondly, the tree, the leaves tell you what kind of tree it is. So eat God, good God Almighty. Even if you don't see no fruit, you know what kind of tree I am. Some of y'all, we, we may not see fruit on you, but because the leaves are there, we at least know what kind of tree you are. We know it's a matter of time for some oranges, some pecans, some peaches, some mangoes about to come on your tree. The leaves tell me what to expect. Now watch this last line. Everything they do is successful. How many of y'all would like that in your life? Everything that you do is successful. He just told us how to do it. Don't love that stuff out there. Don't be living like sinners. Verse 1. And don't join those who make fun of God. Joshua chapter 1. Y'all know this one too. Joshua 1 verse 8. Stay in the ease to read for me, please. Joshua 1 verse 8. Write it down. Always remember what is written in that book of the law. Speak about that book and study it day and night. Then you can be sure to obey what is written there. If you do this, you will be wise and what? In everything you do. That's what's going to happen. That's what is, it is happening. That is what's happening in your life. Well, I don't feel successful. Um, it's not about what you feel. Because when you, what you're saying, well, yeah, I don't feel successful, what you're saying is I don't see the fruit yet. Just check the leaves. Do you at least have good leaves? Blade. All right. So let's keep going here. So the only way to, to get desired results from the word is to continue in it. Remember we talked about uh, hearing the word, looking into it, continuing in it, and doing the work. Okay? Because as I said to you Wednesday night, there's no magic wand for success from God. There's no silver bullet. There's no, I, I can't throw some powder on you. I, I, can't, I can't lay hands on you and make you successful. I can lay hands on you and impart the blessing but that's as far as it goes. You have to now do the work. It's not toil, it's work. Toil is what, what people do in the world. Work is what you do in the kingdom. Well, what's my work? John 6, 29. Your work is to believe. In John 6, 28, the people ask, what must we do to work the works of God? Jesus in verse 29 said, Hey, you must, your only work is to believe on the one he sent. Just believe on him. Got it? Okay, so that's the work. So then I want to give you this definition of the word continue because you have to continue in the word. Everybody say continue in the word. Continue. All the us that say I must continue in the word. I must continue in the word. All the thems you just hold on. Just. <laughs> the word continue means this. Watch this. It means to persist in an activity or process. You remember this from Wednesday night? Yes. To persist in an activity or process. To recommence or resume after interruption. 
So continue means, I'm going to say it again, to persist in an activity. So whatever activity you're doing, well, I, I want to I get fit. So I'm going to... I'm going to get up and walk. Should I move on something different? Different, different example. So I have to persist in it, in activity or a or process. It wouldn't it be great if we could all say, are right, we going to come here and uh, this coming Wednesday night we're going to lay hands on you and you're going to lose 30% uh, of your body. How many of y'all will be here Wednesday night? Call in from work. Hey. Ain't nobody leaving early. I could preach for five hours. People are going to sit right there because I'm going to get this 30 pounds. It's 30% off me. But how many of y'all know it's a process? And for the process to work, you have to be persistent. But even if you have not been uh, persistent and you pause or you stop, the good news is you can recommence or resume after interruption. That's what to continue means. You, it also means to recommence or to resume. Start back again after there was interruption. Y'all got it? Okay, now, now, everybody say interruption. interruption. Now, I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm not talking about getting rich. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about right now your spiritual walk, which produces all the other great things that go along with that. You got it? So in your spiritual life, you have an adversary, the devil. And he comes along to cause these interruptions. So whatever you're dealing with in your life, whatever uh, adversity, whatever affliction, whatever you're going through, don't look at it like, well, what am I doing wrong? You have to look at it as, okay, the devil's bringing something, something to interrupt me. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not something you're doing wrong. You have to analyze yourself about that. I'm not here to analyze anybody. I can't speak about what I don't know. I can speak about what I do know. So I don't know what anybody may be doing wrong, but I do know you have an adversary. I do know you have an enemy. I do know Satan is busy. And I do know he hates you and doesn't want you to get the desired result out of the word of God. Are you with me? So he brings interruption. I want you to look at Matthew 13, please. Matthew 13, verse 20 and 21. Let's look at this real quick. Matthew 13, glory to God. Hallelujah. This is a good crowd today. Matthew 13, 20 and 21, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it how? With joy. Verse 21, please. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. Now, a person who endures for only a while, they're not continuing, are they? They're not persistent, are they? For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. If you're walking, running, jogging, moving along in a process, when you stumble, now there's been an interruption. What caused the interruption? Something happened. 
tribulation or persecution came. And the Bible says it arises or it comes. Why? Because, well, here, here it says, I like how it says here, because of the words, for the words' sake. Because you have the, the audacity to sit here in a church like this, get this kind of revelation, and the devil knows if you would work on it, how your life is going to radically change. Not only your life, but people around you, their lives are going to radically change. Because you're going to be a blessing to somebody. You ain't going to sit here and be no hog, sit here and be no selfish person around me. You're going to be a generous person who's going to bless other people and take care of other people too, right? Now you're going to live very well. But you're going to bless other people. And he knows if you would do this word, what's going to happen in your life. So he has to bring something to trip you up. And it's called here tribulation or persecution. And he brings it because of the word. Got it? It's meant to come and interrupt you. Glory to God. Now, he stumbles. Implication here is he didn't get the fruit of the word of God. Now, I was thinking about this. I was, I was already done studying and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, you never really disconnect. And I was sitting there, and God said, well, you know something? I said, what's that? He said, you know the guy in the, with the good ground? You go to verse 23. Put verse 23 up there. He said, this guy with the good ground. Y'all, y'all got that, verse 23? Uh, that's the, the guy with the good ground. He received the seed on, on the good ground. It's he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit, produces some 100-fold, some 60, and some 30. Isn't that wonderful? I said, isn't that wonderful? Y'all should be supposed to answer back when I ask questions like that. And that's what we all want to be, right? Nobody wants to be the wayside ground. Nobody wants to be the thorny ground. Nobody wants to be the stony stony ground that we talked about earlier. None of that looks good. We all want to be on the good ground. And God said to me, you know, the guy in the good ground, in my mind, he corrected me, in my mind, I only thought of tribulation persecution that came to the guy on the stony, with the stony ground. He corrected me last night. He said, no, son. The guy with the good ground had it too. Remember, it's the same word. Same adversary. And the reason he came was because of the word. The stony ground guy didn't get a different word than the good ground guy. It was the same word. It's just that when the stony ground guy had tribulation persecution, he, rather, than cons, rather than continuing, rather than persisting, he backed off of it, he stumbled. But the guy on, with the good ground, the same tribulation, y'all to hear it, the same tribulation, the same persecution, because of the same word, he barreled through it. Remember in Luke 6, thank you, Holy Ghost, for saying and remember in Luke 6, Jesus tells a story about, uh, he said, um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what a wise man and what a fool's man is. A foolish man, uh, one hears the word and doesn't do it. I like him to a man who builds his house upon the sand. The wind comes, the rain comes, and beat, beat vehemently against the house, and it falls. But the one who hears my sayings and do, does them, I like him to a man who builds his house upon a rock. Who when the same wind comes and the same wind, wind blow, same rains come, his house stands. Notice he's, he's telling us it's the same storm. Same storm. The only difference is what, how one man built his house on sand 
of a man build his house on a rock. It's a foundation. So God was just letting me know last night. He was educating me after 48 years on this. Wait a minute. Everybody faced this same tribulation and persecution. Because of the word. We, just me, I'm speaking for me. I imagine a good ground guy just breathes right through it. He said, no. Same hardship. Same tribulation. Same persecution. Same adversary. Same enemy. Same storms. Now, I know your storm may not be the same as your neighbor's storm, but it's all going to be a storm. It's common to man. So when you're going through something, don't you cry like you're the only one. Somebody else is dealing with the same thing you're dealing with or just dealt with it or about to deal with it. You understand what I'm saying to you? But it's all in how you and I respond to that. Am I going to throw in the towel and fall down like a little old sissy? Oh, Lord. Is this, is this? No, I mean, I'm not picking on sissies, y'all understand. I'm just saying, don't, don't, you're not going to quit and, oh, Lord, I ain't going to, you know, I'm going to give up on God. I'm t- no. I'm going to push right through that because I know that the same word he's trying to take out is the same word God put in there to produce an abundant harvest in my life. So I'm not going to give it up just that quick. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Put the definition of continue up again, please. Continue. Y'all got a few more minutes? I got plenty of more words, but I just want to make sure I can I don't go past your time limit. We did get an extra hour to do it. Continue. Persist an activity or process, recommence or resume after interruption. Now, me, uh, I'm not a rocket scientist. Now, if, if I, nor do I play one on TV. If, if I see the word persist, I can, by context, kind of know what it means, but I'm inquisitive enough, I want to know exactly what persist means. So I look at the word persist. The word persist means to continue firmly or stubbornly in an opinion or a course of action in spite of. Oh, Jesus. Difficulty, opposition, or failure. Oh, man, we need to bowl right down somebody's alley right now. So we know continue means to persist. But what does persist mean? It means to continue firmly, firmly or stubbornly. You ever met anybody who's stubborn? Because you just notice it says stubbornly in an opinion. You ever seen anybody got an opinion, they just stubborn about it? And you can bring facts and data and research and studies, testimonies. Ah, <laughs> oh, that ain't, I just know this is the way it is. Just a stubborn dog. 
Y'all know some stubborn people? Yeah. <clears throat> Has anybody here been stubborn before? Yes. All right, thank you. I, I want to make sure I got an honest room in here tonight, today. I've been stubborn about some stuff. My wife, wife's had to deal with some stubbornness in me before. I'm not going to tell you what all about, but I've been stubborn about things. I've had stubborn opinions and stubborn ways about me. It's just the way it is in me. And I didn't, I didn't want her to correct me. I didn't want her to tell me I was wrong. And my wife has some stubborn ways about her, too. Just keep chiseling that, that rock. No, but you know what? What has helped us, for real, is that what I learned is I'm not going to change her opinion. I have to say, Holy Ghost. You got to do it. You got it? <laughs> That's how you do it. Holy Ghost got to do it. Now, so stubborn, firmly or stubbornly in an opinion. Now, we think, we just talked about a thought about it in our course of thought just now about that in a negative sense. But you can also be stubborn in a positive sense. In other words, you can, you can now have a stubborn opinion about God. In Genesis 14, after Abraham had gone and slaughtered Chedorlaomer and all the kings that had come against uh, um, Lot. Where was Lot? In Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom. And the Bible says King Berea of Sodom came to Abram and said, hey, give me the, the, the persons and you take all the stuff for yourself. And Abram had a choice right there. He could, could have accepted the wealth that Sodom, the king of perversion, uh, Berea rather, the king of perversion was offering him, but he had a stubborn opinion. He was resolute. He said, I lifted my hand to God that no man shall make me rich. I'll let no one say they have made me rich. He was stubborn. You, you, don't, think, you don't think Berea said, come on, man. It's like, bro, this, I'm offering you the boatload, bro. This can change your life. I've sworn my hand to God. I will let no man say they made Abram rich. He's stubborn about it. I'm not, I don't want that system. I don't want nothing from you. So you can be stubborn in a good way. And the reason many in the body of Christ don't get the desired results is because they've not become stubborn yet about the word of God. I'm not going to look at y'all. Because it's, it's being stubborn in your opinion in spite of difficulty. Has anybody in this room on this side facing difficulty? There's three of y'all. On this side of y'all facing the opposition. Has anybody in the room faced failure ever? I know we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit it, but has anybody ever failed in any area of your life? If I could, I'd put both hands, both feet up. I failed more often than I care to testify about. I failed many times. I faced difficulty and opposition 
throughout the whole course of my life. And it seemed like it got worse when I got saved. Come on, this side. I said it seems like it got worse when I got saved. Well, why are you still serving God? Because I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm stubborn. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. You so stubborn, yes. I would have fainted. Except I believe. It's rough right now, but I believe something, though. It's difficult right now, but I believe something. I fell, but I believe something. I got opposition, but I believe something. Well, it didn't happen today, but I believe something. Deliverance didn't happen this week, but I believe to see the goodness of the Lord, not when I die, not over yonder, not in the by and by, but in the land of the living. I'm going to see it. So I refuse to quit. So in the midst of all the difficulty and the opposition and in, in the midst of all the failures, I'm going to stay persistent. I'm going to get back up. Okay. And I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going. Has anybody ever had to get yourself back up after you've been through difficulty, opposition, and failure? The reason I'm still here, the reason you're still here is because you got up. The Bible says this, that the just man falls seven times, but he gets back up every time. That fall is not sin. Don't let anybody tell you that. Don't let anybody be preaching to you by, well, it's all right if you, as a Christian, you just keep falling. Not talking about sin. Because that same verse talks about when, when the wicked fall, they're destroyed. So it's not talking about sin. It's talking about difficulty, opposition, and failure. And even if you fall seven times. Jesus. Jesus. Started a business and it failed. Get back up. Try to launch ministry and it failed. Get back up. This is what persistence is all about. It's stubbornness. It's a stubbornness. No, I believe. I know what God said. I might have missed uh, the wisdom or the instruction on how to do it, but I know what God said. And I know victory is assured. Tell your neighbor, you got to be persistent. Tell me you got to get downright stubborn. What are you stubborn about? What are you stubborn about? No, don't. That's just for you to think about. What are you stubborn about? What is, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me hit you in the head like this. What is, what is that we've been preaching that you're too stubborn to follow? And then what is it that we've been preaching that now you're too stubborn to not follow? In other words, once you read in the word, now I'm too stubborn to not follow that. I'm, I'm going to follow that. I don't care. Come hell, high water. I'm going to follow that. 
I'm going to do what God said to do. I don't care if my family walk out on me. Y'all ain't said much. See, y'all don't know nothing about that family walking out. Y'all don't know nothing about that. See, when you start walking this thing out like God's word tells you, you're going you to come to terms with the fact that your family may not want to hang around you too much longer. But you're going to be stubborn enough, well, I see y'all in heaven, but I'm going to keep on going this way God told me to go. I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do. I'm going to say what God told me to say. And I'm going to have what God told me to have. I'm going to be what God told me to be. Jesus was stubborn. He's sitting there inside preaching, and they come and say, hey, Jesus, uh, your mother and your brother's outside to see you. Who are you talking about? So who are you talking about? My mother, my brother. He said, look around you. These are my mother. These are my brothers. Those who do the will of my father. These are my mother, my brother. I don't, I don't know who they are. Y'all ain't saying that. That's them. Us over here, y'all got it. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't saying that. Look. Yeah, my ancestry.com go back to Jesus. I'm just stubborn like that. No, I don't, I don't want anybody to not, to not I don't, I'm not trying to set that up, but if, if that's where it comes, if that's what it comes to. We just sing a song, I'm going with Jesus all the way. Makes no difference what the people say. Oh, I'm going with Jesus all the way. Yep, till your family start tripping on you and you're like, okay, okay, well, this is what we're doing. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Not me. I'll see you in heaven. When all God's children get together, what a time, what a time, what a time. All right, let me, let me give you just a little bit more and then we'll wrap it up, okay? Then I'll let you come back Wednesday night. We got some cupcakes or something? All right, good. We, after church, we got cupcakes. We'll let them eat cake. Only the us's, the them's can't get none. That's, that's more for us. That's more for us. I'm not one of them. Everybody say persistent. Did y'all catch that? Make media gonna put all that for you. Make sure you get that. To continue firmly or stubborn in an opinion or a course of action. What you're doing by coming here and hearing the word of God, what you're doing by going home and looking into it, what you're doing by continuing into it, what you're doing by doing the work is you are in a course of action. And that course of action is guaranteed to produce extravagant results in your life. And the reason most Christians do not get to that. All right, let's put another scripture on the screen. Acts 14, 21 and 22. This is it. I might finish here, Barbara. Is that all right? How's my time, Barbara? Barbara's such a strong, good teacher. Yes. And she can bowl. Barbara. 
She was second place, right? Second place. She was a little old eight-pound ball. Oh, 12? 12? Oh, I'm embarrassed. 12. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to start working out. Are you in Acts 14? Praise God. Do y'all love Jesus with all your heart? Are you ready to get stubborn about that? Jesus Christ is always the Father. Well, no, there are many ways to God. Nope, I'm stubborn about this. I don't care if the greatest preacher on the planet get up and tell you there's many ways to God. Don't you listen to that foolishness. I don't care if an angel, the Bible said, come and preach some other kind of gospel to you. Don't you go and follow that mess. You stay with what you know, knowing from whom you heard it. And that from a child you've been taught these scriptures. And it, and it just, it's, it's amazing. In the bad sense. The word amazing in the bad sense means confusing. It's amazing to me how many, um, how many of us are turning to all this metaphysical, black Hebrew, Atheist, agnostic. No, it was Jesus called us. No, you know good and well. Well, slavery was a white man religion. They used the Bible to keep us in slavery. Well, we also use the Bible to get out of slavery. We use the same Bible to get out of slavery. And in the 50s and 60s and early 70s, we use the same Bible to get all of our civil rights. The same Bible. Now all of a sudden, you're too sophisticated and smart for the Bible, for that Jesus. No, see, I'm stubborn about my opinion. He's the only living God. Jesus Christ is on the way to the Father. No other name whereby men must be saved, Acts 4, verse 12, than the name of Jesus. Did I tell y'all turn somewhere? Acts, Acts what? Oh, 14, okay. All right. Let's, now, we hit this Wednesday night accidentally. Let's hit it intentionally today. Where is Axe? I'm just joking. You know, just, my fingers just couldn't. You're going to tell me for real, too. Four Romans, okay. Well, good, I better go back through that class. Acts 14 and verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Remember what I told you about those three cities? Those, those, those are people, they were hard. They didn't like Christians. They don't do Christians. In fact, it was in Antioch where they first gave that negative term, Christians. Christians was not a good term. Christian was, Christian was like calling somebody colored. You understand? Yeah. Calls him by the coon. Yeah. 
my wife <laughs> in our in our in our neighborhood, we live in a in a different neighborhood. We used to live in the hood, now we live in a different neighborhood. And in our neighborhood, we were at this house one day and, and visiting, and this guy was showing her this big house and everything. And my wife talked said something about Oh, look at all, they need to cut those shrubs down, shrubberies, so you don't, you can't, so you can see the coons. And I said, coons and possum. No, I ain't hear you say possum. Okay, and I was like, you can't say coons on these people. It's raccoons, no coons. I know what she meant, but they don't. I don't want them even thinking nothing like that. <laughs> All right. So, in Antioch, verse 22. Verse 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples. Strengthening the souls of the disciples. Now, what's your soul? Your mind, will, and emotion. Think or feel a chooser. It's that part of you that goes haywire. It's that part of you when trouble comes that, oh, Lord. Okay? So notice they strengthen the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So continue in faith. Because through many tribulations you enter the kingdom of God. And what I was about to say a minute ago, which is why I went over here, was because what was, was the fact that many Christians, most Christians, uh, are quitting. Now they still go to church, but they've already quit. Y'all hear? That's right. There, but they're not there. They, they, see God, you understand God loves everybody especially his people he can actually demonstrate his love to. And God is always trying to get his people to a different level, a different dimension of life. So God is always speaking to his people. Every person, every person born again on this planet, God is speaking something to, or he has spoken something to. He may not be speaking anymore to them because what he has spoken, they refused or they rejected, so he has to be quiet. And what he has spoken is to move people from just being saved into receiving the things that accompany salvation. How many understand there's a difference between just being saved and receiving the things that accompany salvation? Right? You can, I remember back in, back in the day, Elder Jeff, uh, you could buy a car, and that car had nothing more than really just a steering wheel and full tires. Brand new. We used to call it basic. Just right off the truck. Just none of y'all ever had on that. Y'all so young. Crank windows. Air conditioner was an option. Radio was an option. Tape deck was an option. Tape deck. That was an option. Power steering was an option. You understand? Basic. You look at he's saying, wow. Wow. How many of y'all remember that? Everything was an option. (laughs) 
Everything was an option, for real. And if you ever wanted, if you wanted nicer things, the things that accompany that, you had to pay for. You had to upgrade. So when you got saved, you, you, you stepped into the basic level. Now, everything is available and it's yours. All the options are available. Romans 8, 8.32 says, If he did not spare his own, some but freely gave him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So everything that God has for you is already yours, but you have to now step into it and receive that. Things that accompany salvation. So people, if you don't, if, excuse me, I'm not saying people if you don't persist. I'm saying if people, the people of God, don't persist, don't continue the things of God, they'll never lay hold on those things. They'll never get air conditioning. Power steering. Power windows. That, that was all for comfort. The car basically, Brother Eric, the, the car basically just was transportation from point A to point B. But if you wanted to have comfort on your ride. Oh, y'all. Minister Staff, you, you remember those days? If you wanted air conditioning, you wanted to have entertainment, that was optional. On radio, that's, that's optional. That was all for comfort. Heat, now, now y'all talk, I want heated seats now. Air conditioned seats now. Yeah, one, one of our cars has air-conditioned seats and heated seats. Wow. Well, that's great. Automatic windows and sunroof. and all, That's all for comfort. All for your enjoyment. But you don't need any of that to get from point A to point B. So you don't need divine health. You don't need divine supply. You don't need a divine uh, peace from God to get to heaven. You can just be saved. I'm on my way to heaven anyhow. Just want to make it to heaven. Just want to make it in. No, I don't just want to make it to heaven. I'd appreciate power seats. Power hatch. Come on now. Power lift gates, power windows, air conditioning, radio. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Total package. Fully loaded. That's when you know you step in a hot cotton. When you get that thing and say, hey, if I want it fully loaded. Y'all know what I mean by that? Step in hot cotton. Fully load that thing up. Every option, every bell and whistle you got, put it all on that thing. And God wants you to have it all. Yes. Come on, punch your neighbor and tell him God wants you to have it all. Don't punch him. Don't hurt him. All of it. Everything. How shall he not with him free to give us all things, all things, all power, everything. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you. He said, it's the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. Everything in your life is supposed to be power. Need your power. 40, 45 minutes we just sang that song. Holy Ghost, 
Lord's power, power, Lord. You know, you know, listen, listen, can I tell you something? Let me, let me quit. You know, your Bible says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his, amplifies, forget not any one of all his benefits. In other words, if, if power steering is available, get it. Oh, no, if Bluetooth is available, get the Bluetooth. And they got satellite, get satellite too. That way you never, never lose a signal when you're on the road. You follow what I'm saying to you? I'm not telling you how to, how to build your car. I'm talking about how to build your life. You know, today we got this internet thing now. You, before you go buy a car, you can go get online and you can build your car, build your specs. This I want this, all this. I want black, black, uh, black exterior, onyx, black interior. I want cashmere, a peanut butter interior. Am I talking about somebody right now? Well, how do you build your life? Get into this word of God and go through. I want divine healing. I want divine help. Check. I want divine life. I want divine provision. I want divine supply. I want divine peace. Divine peace. I want my children saved. I want my children Holy Ghost filled. I want my children serving in ministry. I want my wife saved. I want my husband saved. I want my marriage right. I want my family right. I want my business right. I want my business to be multimillionaire status. I want to be preaching the gospel. I want signs. I want wonders. I want miracles. I want the anointing. I want grace, I want purpose, I want destiny, I want calling, I want it all, Lord. Check, 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 check. Well, what you gonna do? Continue. Persist, even when it gets hard, even when it gets challenging, even when you face opposition, even when everybody turns against you, even when you fail. Get back up again. I'm not gonna quit. There are times you absolutely feel like a failure. You just got to get back up. Be persistent. Did I finish reading Acts uh, 14? 21, 22. Y'all trying to get out early. 22. Acts 14, 22. That's the verse I want to, I'm going to finish right there, right here on this verse. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Now, why is the tribulation coming again? Because of the word. So, I told you, entering the kingdom of God now, the kingdom of God, I told you that Wednesday night, is righteousness, Peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's, that's the perfect life. It's a life beyond imagination. It's a life beyond anything that you could ever dream up. Righteousness, right standing with God. To be perfectly in alignment with God. Peace, irene. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in your life. Felicity, security, safety, happiness, prosperity the fullness, the totality of the blessing. Then it says, enjoying the Holy Ghost, no depression, which means you ain't got to drink your way into a happiness. 
happy hour. I don't need no doggone happy hour. I got oh happy day. Oh happy day. When Jesus wash. When Jesus wash. Y'all better stand up. I'm gonna keep on preaching. When Jesus wash. He washed my sins away. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Not happy hour. People drink for happy hour. Hour? Happy all day. Happy year. Happy life. Happy wife. Happy children. Happy household, happy career, happy business, happy ministry, righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. But you're not going to get there without going through some tribulation. And God's not the one sending the tribulation. He's the one pulling you into the happy life. But there's an enemy, the devil, your adversary, who's going to do everything he can. Can I tell you something? Just remain standing. The devil is persistent. He is stubborn. Has anybody found the devil's persistent? Just when you feel like he's coming out of one thing, here he man. It's you again. That's just when you feel like you're putting out one fire, here comes another little blaze over there. You're like, oh, man. As soon as you feel like, oh, that's healed. Okay, praise God. All of a sudden, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. He's persistent. You remember in, in the book of Luke chapter 4, Jesus Christ, in Luke 4, Jesus was tempted, the Bible says, the devil, 40 days, 40 nights. The Holy Ghost arranged that time of of Jesus getting away, but the devil came, tempting him 40 days before the night. Jesus was persistent. He continued. He was stubborn in his opinion, his course of action. So the devil offered him, hey, jump off this, this temple and I'll, you know, give you so and so. No, it is written. Turn these stones into bread if you thank you all that. No, it is written. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you this song so forth. No, it is written. Jesus was stubborn. He was persistent. The Bible says in Luke 4, and then Satan left him for an opportune time. In other words, Satan left. Okay, I'm going to leave you alone today, but I'm coming back. He left him for a more opportune time. And you got to be as persistent, okay? When you come back, I'm going to give you one of these, and I'm going to give you one of these. This time I gotta give you one of these, but then next time I'm gonna give you one of these, bam bam, and then I'm gonna give you one of these, bam bam, like that. You gotta get violent. Come back, devil, it's gonna be more where that came from, bam bam. I'm not afraid of you. I remember there are times in this in this 21 years deep 
21 years where I have wanted to quit. Everything in me was like, that's it. I've had enough of this. This pastoring thing is for the birds. I can go back, get my barber license turned on. Turn the thing back on. Let me go back in that shop and go back in that shop and get that daily money that smells good. You know, barbershop money smells good. You have that hair tonic on your hands. You get that every day. You got to worry about all this stuff. I ain't worried about trying to grow nothing. I'm just, man, I'm, I'm, I was good at that. But I was like Peter. Remember Peter said, I'm going back to fishing? And the only thing that wouldn't let me go back was I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. And I said, no. God's called me. So then I had to get violent with the devil. And I, I remember there, there I know y'all don't talk to the devil, but I, I do from time to time. Because he talks to me. I don't talk to him like, hey, devil, how you doing this morning? I'm talking about when he comes at me, I clap back at him. Y'all know what it means to clap back? Hey. Some of y'all clap back at people. You clap back at the wrong people. You clap back at the devil. And I remember telling him many times, devil, I refuse to quit. Devil, I'm not going to quit. I'm sorry. I'm, I, you, can, you, can just, you can take that drama somewhere else. I'm not going to quit. And I recognize those times he's trying to get me to quit throwing the towel. Devil, I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm going to be persistent. So here we are today celebrating 21 years of ministry, and it has not been a bed of roses. It has not been a flowery bed of ease, as they say. But it hadn't been all bad. Thank God for the blade. Thank God that pretty soon the ear will come, and after that, the full grain in the ear. So when you're in your process, ladies and gentlemen, just refuse to quit. Refuse to quit. And I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about quitting on a thing or quitting on a thing. I'm talking about quitting on God. Don't give up on God because his grace will pull you through. His grace will pull you through. When God Five years ago, or a little bit, oh, just, just about a little more than five, about five years and a month or so ago, when he gave me this name, Exceeding Grace. So we know we used to be Souls Harvest Fellowship. People could never get that right. Soul Harbor. Exceeding Grace Christian Center. And what he was showing me then was that he has enough grace available to us to exceed whatever we're dealing with. That no matter what you and I face, no matter what opposition, difficulty, or failure that we may ever face, his grace is enough, strong enough to power us right through it as long as we don't quit on him. Don't give up on God because his grace, we're the praise team. Can y'all come sing me that song? Yeah, they know the song, He's Able.
Everybody, everybody grab hands with somebody next to you. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to look at the person next to you. Look him right in the eye for a minute. And I want you to see somebody who may be presently in a difficult situation, presently facing some serious opposition, or presently in what appears to be failure. Failure of a marriage, failure of a business, failure of a ministry, failure of a dream, failure of a vision, failure of whatever that they may be in right now. And I want you to now look to God. Because I want you to pray for that person. They may not have expressed what they're dealing with to you right now. But just understand, if they're human, and if they're trying to enter the kingdom of God, if they're trying to do this God's way, the Bible says all those who will live godly or live like God will suffer persecution. So if you got, there's somebody next to you and they're trying to live like God, they are going through some persecution right now, whether you know it or not. So I want you to take a moment just intercede for them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Acts 14, 21, they went about strengthening the souls of the comforts. I want you to strengthen the soul of your brother. Strengthen the soul of your sister. Come on, through your prayer, build them up. Your hands are powerful hands. You're going to strengthen those hands. The strength you're drawing down from heaven right now is going to strengthen that brother's sister. You're not just holding their hand, you're upholding their soul. You're holding up their soul right now. You're holding them up before God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We speak strength. We speak strength into you. Strength for my friends, strength for my brother, strength for my sister. Strength, grace, and peace be multiplied. May the peace of God guard your heart and your mind through our Lord Jesus Christ. May the God of peace be with you. In the name of Jesus. May the grace of God may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you now. Father, we lift them before you right now and thank you that God, they, they shall not quit. They shall not throw in the towel. They shall not fail. They will stand. They will continue. They will persist. They will make it through. Give them the strength and the grace right now to resume. Give them the strength and the grace right now to restart to recommence to begin again in the name of Jesus lift them up you said they'll be lifted up Lord when we say there's lifting they'll be lifted you said when we say there's lifting they'll be lifted we speak lifting to our brother we speak lifting to our sister we speak lifting to our neighbor we speak lifting to them right now 
We declare right now strength in every storm, in every battle right now. Power. 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 We declare today that they are strong in you and in the power of your might. Strong in you and the power of your might. We declare today that God, they are strengthened with might by your spirit in their inner man. They are stronger than their situation. They are stronger than their circumstance, oh God. They are stronger than, 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 than they even know, Lord. Hallelujah. And right now, we bind every demonic force. We bind every demon force. We bind every devil that's coming against them. Thank you, Father, right now that the devils are put to flight. We surround them with angels, oh God, right now. We surround them by the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover them right now in the blood. We decree, we declare, we plead the blood over their family. We plead the blood over their home. We plead the blood over their marriage. We plead the blood over their business. We plead the blood over their circumstance. We plead the blood over their bodies. We plead the blood over their lives. Satan, the blood of Jesus Christ is against you right now. Get your filthy hands off God's people. You cannot touch their lives. You have no authority to touch their lives. We declare they are strong in you. Father, every one of these your precious people who are on their way to a kingdom life, uphold them with your strong right hand. With your strong right hand, get yourself the victory in their lives. We thank you, Father, that we will not be defeated. We will not be denied. We'll persist and we will continue until we reach our expected end. Thank you, Lord. We shall see the fruit of the word in our lives. We shall see the abundant harvest on the word in our lives. Thank you, Lord. It is so. It is so. It is so. Come on, come on, praise team. Glory to God. God is able to do just what he said he would do.